Week 14 begins with a brutal loss for the Pittsburgh Steelers and their playoff hopes. Lamar Jackson out with an illness. Geno Smith dinged up as well. All before big matchups that we're making picks for in Week 14. Coming at you right now. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Big ups to all the everydayers out there. Make sure you are subscribed on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode of PNW is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Woo! All right, Matt. <laughs> Woo! He's right. Live in Pittsburgh. You cover the Steelers. You're there locally. Your finger is on the pulse of this team. And now the Steelers have lost back-to-back games versus two win teams. This time it was Bailey Zappi and the New England Patriots that went up big early and held on to beat the Steelers, who fall now to 7-6 and six after losing to the 3-10 and 10 New England Patriots 21-18. Um this is this is as bad as it Tough gets for the Steelers yeah. and might be the thing that really makes 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 you lose hope because I, I think we talked a lot about the Steelers, Matt, leading up to the last few weeks is like, oh, you know, th- their record is better than what this team really mm-hmm. is. Then you lose to the Cardinals, you lose to the Patriots back to back. And now with at a seven and six record in the AFC, you start to say, well, now you're not even going to get that squeak into the playoffs sort of a season for the Pittsburgh Steelers because uh, it's going to be tough sledding the rest of the way. And they had a nice little lead with some, uh, you know, in the standings with some wins, but seven and six now starts to get very difficult. And of all the teams vying for those spots, neutral ground, it feels like the Steelers are the worst of all. It sure does, especially after these last five days. So let this sentence sink in for a minute. So this is mind-boggling. This is the the Steelers are the first team in NFL history with back-to-back losses to teams that were at least eight games under 500. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, eight games under 500. You lose the two of them back-to-back. Oh, by the way, they're at home and over like a five-day stretch. And maybe you'd understand that if you were the the least lucky team in the world. If Watt Hayward, your quarterback, John Johnson and Pickens were all hurt for five days, and like, boy, you got us at the right time. No, I mean, yeah, they have their injuries like everybody else. It's Trubisky versus Pickett, but neither one's Joe Montana. You know, I mean, and clearly, once again, the opponent, the Steelers' opponent, came into this game. Playing better early. Take that however you want. Everyone's going to be like, Tomlin doesn't have his team prepared. And I think people imply that, oh, they were just, you know, hanging out in their lazy boy all week. I think it's more tactical. I mean, that the opponent had tactical advantages due to film film work and knowing your advantage, you know, your strengths and weaknesses much better than the Steelers yet again. 
and it was more than they could overcome. And you knew the Patriots D was going to be good. But frankly, I think New England played with more emotion. You know, I think that they were more physical. And you let Juju Smith-Schuster and Zeke Elliott beat you. I mean, they, those guys had 54% of the targets go to Zeke Elliott and Juju Smith-Schuster. I threw that out on Twitter, and people were like, yeah, if this was 2019, that'd be fine. You know, and <laughs> sprinkle in a little Hunter Henry with two touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 2019. Time exactly. On Exactly right. Arrow I mean, Brown, these guys have been around a little while. <laughs> right, old slow dudes. I mean, and and the Patriots were the better team. I mean, the Steelers came back and made it a game because they're more talented and they are proud. But the Patriots deserve the win. The Cardinals deserve the win, and the Steelers are in a really bad shape. They're a really bad spot right now, especially with another AFC loss. And frankly, I'm getting questions left and right about is it time to move on from Tomlin? You know? Yeah, and that's what happens. Clearly, Mitch Trubisky wasn't the answer to add some juice to the offense, and he said he's going to let it fly during the week. And uh, one of the things we've talked about with Kenny Pickett all season long, and it was the same going into this game, is like you can't lose the turnover battle to a team like the New England Patriots uh, if you want to win this game. And Mitch Trubisky came out and threw an interception, and you know all of a sudden Bailey Zappi hits a couple plays. And uh, when with Mitch Trubisky throwing the ball thirty-five times, and you only muster one hundred and ninety yards of of uh, passing offense, you know, one touchdown, one interception is just sort of, you know, it's, it's really, it's brutal really what's going on with the passing game and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Oh yeah. The Patriots oh. shut down the run game completely for the Steelers. So what are you doing on offense? A lot of nothing. A lot of nothing. I mean, a couple numbers just to back that up, but I mean, Trubisky didn't reach the hundred yard passing mark until there was 12 minutes left in the game. And none of his receivers surpassed 35 receiving yards until the last 15 seconds of the game. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, what are you doing? And you can understand why Johnson and especially Pickens and these guys are super frustrated and they're not even hiding it anymore. Bailey Zappi showed a little something, 19 of 28, 240 yards. He had the three well. touchdowns, one interception, a nice 115.2 quarterback rating. Uh, it was enough in this one, and uh, you felt like it was going to be enough early in the second quarter. The, by the way, congratulations to the Patriots and Steelers hitting the over in the second quarter of this game. Which was oh, so yeah. <laughs> Low bar to get over, but it didn't take much. And um, yeah, Again, the Patriots are a proud team as well. To, to just think that they're going to tank and be happy with the second overall pick, that's not how Belichick's wired. We should know that. Um, Patriots just, I mean, Belichick doing a number on his – Patriots, as he walks out the door, I have a feeling this offseason potentially and then maybe winning one too many games to get <laughs> one of two quarterbacks in the NFL draft as well. Quite possible. But Steelers are in a bad spot, and my life is going to be very tedious for the next 10 days or so until they go to Indianapolis. And the rest of the schedule is pretty tough for the Steelers. They may not win another one. Well, in the last six, I mean, forget and the Indianapolis Colts were one of those teams where if you're going to get that last wild card spot, you, you got to beat teams like the Indianapolis Colts yeah. who are coming in with the same record as the Steelers did into week 14. And uh, there's a ton of teams right in that one spot and um, just not enough signs of life at all for the Pittsburgh Steelers and, no. you know, new quarterback and new offensive coordinator that those clearly aren't the difference makers either. So you got to go way back to the drawing board and that's a 2024 problem. And this is, I'm not just, you know, going right at Steeler fans, but certainly I'm directing it your way. And I didn't think Matt Canada was a good coordinator either. 
but to think that that just that with all the signs and chants, fire, Canada, blah, 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 was going to solve everything. You, you don't know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? <laughs> Look, it makes you feel better. It least. made you feel better. But now you, you go, oh, it wasn't just him. I can't blame him anymore. <laughs> Is it possible they got worse? This was worse. I well, Herbisky's yeah. not a good quarterback, too. That's no, the he's not. That he's we've not. kind of known and and look, but Kenny Pickett's not doing a lot either. But you know, mm. the, the one thing he hadn't been doing is throwing the ball to the other team. That unless that kept them in it, and they were winning on special teams and turnover margins mm-hmm. and a little bit of hocus pocus. And when you start turning the ball over, forget about it. They, they can't overcome it. It and if Steelers aren't going to run the ball, it's going to be a long rest of the season. Uh, but you know. Credit the the Patriots. They did really a really job. Had a good plan they did. run. That was the most impressed I was about any unit on the field. Was that run defense by the by the New England Patriots? Okay, their D is nasty. I mean, their, yeah. their D is nasty. And for, by the way, any team out there that might have a quarterback needs some help on the defense side of the ball, Hall of Fame coach with some rings might be available for you in the offseason. <laughs> I know um, one you might be able to get. Yeah. Next. Matt, uh, we get a look ahead to the rest of the games in week 14. A couple of quarterback injuries to note going into the weekend as well. Next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Prize Picks. What is Prize Picks? Well, Prize Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players or pros and sharks in the pool that might be trying to take your money, right? Uh, all you do is you pick more or less than from two to six players, stat projections, and watch the winnings roll in. And you could turn, you can get up to 25 times your winning if you hit more and more of those projections. And so um, you, you won't have more fun playing fantasy sports this season than with prize picks. And then you can tend to turn 10 bucks into 250 bucks as well. Price picks, by the way, the only one in the industry that has a reboot policy for injuries. So if one of your players gets hurt in the first half of the game, doesn't return, that player gets rebooted. Injury insurance. Nobody else does that in the industry. So check out Price Picks and get a deposit match when using our promo code at prizepicks.com or after downloading the Prize Picks app, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that is prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL code locked on NFL for that first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Here we go. Let's start with the uh, Baltimore Ravens here because all of a sudden it's December and the, the calendar turns, and the last two seasons, the Baltimore Ravens have not had their star quarterback in Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson in 2023, and the Baltimore Ravens uh, have been playing some really good football, uh, maybe the best team in the AFC this season. And then all of a sudden, after missing no practices all year long, Lamar Jackson isn't hurt, but he popped up with an illness. And apparently this is something that he's had kind of once a year, gets some sort of an illness or a sickness. So, you know, it needs that echinacea tea over there and weather's getting colder, you know, maybe some vitamin C, but, you know, good news that it's not an injury and have a feeling he's going to play. But he did miss practice uh, on a Thursday, which is an all important day to be practicing in the NFL before the Baltimore Ravens host the Los Angeles Rams. Baltimore is favored by seven and a half points in this one. Really interesting game to me. And you know, illness aside, Lamar does need to prove that he can last through December and beyond. It's been a real problem for him lately, last several years to say the least. But 
The other thing I can't get around from this game is I think he's lost one game in his career to NFC teams. You know, like we talked about, oh, Seattle looks good. They're coming to Baltimore. Detroit looks good. They're coming to Baltimore right at the right time. This could be a close game. And Baltimore just blows both those teams' doors off. Are the Rams next? I don't know, because I'm really impressed with the Rams. Actually, on both sides of the ball this last month or so, I mean, that offense is humming. The no-name defense is playing pretty darn well. And I'm starting to think McVay might be coach of the year. I mean, he does not have many cards in his hands, and he's getting a lot out of this team. I'm going to take the Rams with the points, but they could lose by 30 because that's what happens in Baltimore if you're an NFC team. I think they keep it within seven and a half, but they don't get the win. It's a lot of points for how well yeah. the Rams have been playing recently. I do think the Ravens are just such a better team, and uh, I, I was hoping the illness would kind of knock that down, that number down a little bit more, and it'd be a lot easier, but I'm still going to take the Ravens in this one. I, I, I like the Ravens. 18-1, uh, and one, I think it is, for Lamar Jackson against NFC teams. It's just too difficult, Crazy. and – um, and the Rams credit them for battling back to 500 right now in the NFL season. They're just not that good of a football team. Um, and they can compete with teams, but when you face someone like the Ravens, I just don't see them hanging. So, uh, I'm, I'm giving up the points. I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens at home. As long as Lamar Jackson's illness doesn't keep sure, him out of sure. the game, it's unspecified. And we'll see, he's got to get a practice in here later Friday and, uh, and be ready for this one. Uh, by the way, on the other side, Puka Nakua, rookie wide receiver, having such a fantastic season, thousand yard receiver as a rookie, um, has been banged up. He was on the injury report as limited, and it was funny because Sean McVay is going through the the post-practice injury report, and he's like, well, uh, Puka Nakua is limited, but I don't know what that means because he did everything. So, uh, yeah, (laughs) Puka Nakua is going to play. I saw that, too. It's pretty funny. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully everyone's healthy and playing in this one. It should be a fun game, but, yeah, it's too good. Okay. Geno Smith showing up on the the the, uh, injury report, limited in practice on Thursday, getting ready – to travel to Levi's Stadium and face the red-hot San Francisco 49ers. That number growing now 11 is what the 49ers are favored now. And I think part of that due to uh, Geno Smith's little injury here. And, and I got I to gotta imagine, you know, that that's going from Geno Smith to Drew Locke is probably a touchdown for me. And, you know, as far as oh, the yeah. line goes, and I already like the Niners by double digits, but, you know, 11, line starts getting pretty big. Niners are at home, already really blew out the Seahawks a couple of weeks ago on Thanksgiving and and get them again, potentially with a banged-up quarterback. This is not a good recipe for the Seahawks, who are in trouble at 6-6. Six and six. They're going the opposite direction. The Rams are in that division. And then they got the Eagles coming up. Uh, the Seahawks need to cling on to a, a, a playoff spot here because this is a team I thought was a shoe-in to be playing in January. You could look up in a couple weeks, and, and they're two games under five hundred in the NFC. Yeah, it's exactly the way they're trending. Rough, you know, and in a way they kind of have a – well. I was about to say they have a Steelers-like feel, but they're winning. They're losing against really good teams. Steelers are losing against really awful teams. So never mind. I, I was just think the Seahawks over the Steelers, but uh, they yeah. have a more difficult path to the playoffs at this point if they if they keep losing games. One hundred percent. And I think their defense has been really problematic too. The last you know of late, you know, Seattle's to cut to the chase here. Assuming Vegas puts any kind of reasonable line on a San Fran game right now, I'm taking the Niners. It's hard because I thought I felt this exact way about the 49ers after they beat the Cowboys 42 to 10. And all of a sudden, three they lose three games in a row. Uh and big games take a lot out of you. That that Eagles game was sort of the uh 
you know, the Super Bowl of the regular season for the 49ers. They had that circled for a long time. They were really up for that game. They were the more physical, the more um, just passionate team out there on the field. Could that give them a letdown going into a Seahawks game where they're maybe even overconfident? They just saw the Seahawks. They swept them last year. Uh, you know, beat them in the playoffs. They, they, you know, they haven't had a problem with the Seahawks recently. Could that be a reason that the Seahawks were able to, uh, you know, sneak attack the 49ers in this one? And it's kind of a similar reason why I think the Eagles might have a bounce back and play really good against the Cowboys this week. It's just, it, it just never stays the way it is in the NFL, which, which gives me a little bit of pause. But if you're just going by how these teams are playing right now, the 49ers are playing the best in the league and the Seahawks are having some problems and, even their, you know, so, some young players that they were counting on this year, Tariq Woolen got benched against the Niners because he was getting beat too often yeah, a couple yeah, of weeks yeah. ago. And um, Charvarius Ward has been doing a number in multiple meetings now with DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf was a big reason why the Seahawks uh, were in that game against the Cowboys and almost beat the Cowboys last week with three touchdowns. He had one catch on like seven targets against the 49ers a couple of weeks ago. So everything points to the 49ers. I got to take the Niners and, um, Especially if 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 Geno Smith does not play, but even oh, still, yeah. uh, you know the the Seahawks are down down multiple running backs. It's it's a bad it's a bad recipe right now for Seattle. It really is. They're in a bad place, and San Francisco's in the best place. I mean, it's really that cut and drive with me with the Niners that I'm not betting against anybody with them right now. Is less the lines unbelievably unrealistic? You know. By the way, the 49ers win. When Brock Purdy is healthy for the full game and Trent Williams and Debo Samuel are full for the full game, they've never lost a game. It's like 16. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So, wow. That's that's where the Niners are at right now. They really are. Oh, some other really good games here on the schedule in week 14. I want to get to the Bills Chiefs. Uh, let's go through a few more of these, though, really quickly before we get to that one and start in the NFC North with the Lions at the Bears. And Detroit on the road favored by three points. And by the way, so if the Lions win this game, the 49ers win, and then the Cowboys beat the Eagles, there will be a four-way tie at the top of the NFC at 10-3 and between the Lions, 49ers, Cowboys, and Eagles. But due to tiebreakers, the Eagles will have dropped from the one seed all the way down to the five seed behind all four division winners as far as playoff seeding goes. So uh, seeding important right now for the Lions to go beat their division rival, Chicago Bears. I'm really impressed with the Bears lately. I mean, I know they're not blowing people out or, you know, super great on the scoreboard or anything. But I think there's a lot of promise around this team, especially when you factor in draft picks coming up and all those things. And I don't like where the Lions' defense has been at all lately. They could absolutely blow the Bears out. I mean, I think that's possible. But I think Chicago keeps a division game close. I want the points here in their building. I like the home dog. I was hoping for yeah. a lot more points. I was disappointed. Yeah, I was too. Right. I was like, all right, here we go. I've been betting on the Bears too much and not winning those bets. So I'm not going to do it again. Uh, three is not enough. I want the home dog. I wanted a touchdown here. I wanted six points here. Nine and three. Lions at four and eight Bears. And uh, dang it, FanDuel, you're not giving it to me. All of our lines, by the way, come from uh, FanDuel. And three points is not going to be enough. So I'm going to take the favorite road Lions. And you're welcome, Bears fans, because I've been jinxing the hell out of the Bears all season long. Next, let's get to the Bills and the Chiefs, which should be a really good one here, a super important game for, for really both these teams, but especially those Buffalo Bills and a whole lot more picks. Next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by DoorDash. And you know what? I got to 
a, a hot cold bag here from the fine right, folks right, at right. DoorDash. And you want your cold stuff cold and your hot stuff hot, and you want it quick, and you want to be ready for your football watch party this Sunday, well, DoorDash is where to go. Download the DoorDash app, get all your favorites, wings, burgers, fries, whatever it is. Maybe you just need the buns because you got the burgers on the grill because you can get all your restaurant favorites, you can get all your grocery favorites, favorites, even some retail as well if that's what you need from DoorDash. And, of course, we've got a special offer for our listeners here from DoorDash. Get 50% off up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. Don't forget to use code LOCKED23 for 50% off up to $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. Subject to change, terms apply. Here we go. Bill's Chiefs. This one's a lot of fun. Uh, the the sort of, you know, um, I, I, don't even, I don't even know how to, like the, the Jekyll and Hyde Buffalo Bills, I guess, is, is the best way to... Um, to 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 classify the buffalo bills here this yeah, they're season tough. Um, they, they're a tough team to even find a word that describes them and i'm having trouble doing that uh the six and six <laughs> bills are on the road at the eight and four chiefs eight and four chiefs have looked very beatable uh this season more than than seasons past even though they've got a nice record here at eight and four but um on offense they're not scaring anybody the offensive line has probably been disappointing. The wide receivers have been disappointing for what Patrick Mahomes expected he was going to get with that group this year, and, and nothing's really developing for them on that side of the ball. The defense is still good, though. So is this a sneaky under game where it's sort of a grinded-out affair, or um, or are we going to get Mahomes-Allen 42-45 type of a game? I don't know. It could be either way. I don't have a good grasp of this game at all. I think Buffalo's playing a little bit better than Kansas City of late, actually. They're coming off a bye. They they are coming off a bye, aren't they? Uh, I believe uh, the Bills got a bye last week, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say they should be rested, and uh, defense could use it, that's for sure. But I can't bet against Mahomes losing back-to-back games, especially at home when the whole world's going to be watching. I think the Bills are really good and they're in a tough situation and could run the table and be the hottest team in the league going into the playoffs. But it, it, this only being the spread that it is being a real low, low number. I thought it was going to be like three and a half, give or take just based on records in Kansas city. So Vegas is telling us, they think Buffalo's the better team more or less. I just think the chiefs have some intangibles on their side. Yeah, only one-point favorites are the Chiefs at home. That's probably one of the lowest numbers they've had in a while at home as far as being uh, a favorite. One thing that really benefits the Bills that really hurt the Eagles last week is the Bills and Eagles played a billion snaps in that overtime game the week before, and the Eagles were tired and got beat up by the 49ers the following week, but the Bills got to have a week off and and rest up from that one. So that that was a a huge benefit for the Buffalo Bills after that game, and and that – Lost to the Eagles looks a little bit worse now than it did a couple of weeks ago as well. So um, I, I'm with you. Chiefs at home, tough place to play. I hope it's one of the shootout varieties. And if it is a shootout, that probably benefits the Buffalo Bills because I think they have a better ability to shoot out right now um, than the Kansas probably City yeah. because yeah. of the, the receiving weapons that they have. But I don't know if it's going to go necessarily that way in this one. Um, so give me the, the Chiefs. I'll give up that one point at home. I just lean towards Mahomes looks over the other sideline, see Allen. Allen sees Mahomes, and they both yeah. just say, 
well, screw it. I'm, I'm, I'm shooting my guns, man. Yeah. It's one of those games where both teams are like, all right, it's a grinded out game. We're going to hand it to Pacheco a bunch of times. And all of a sudden the third quarter comes around and like, yeah, no, we're just no. going to start doing haymakers. And all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. scores, and then the next team scores quick. And all of a sudden it just happens. Boom, boom, boom. So yeah. it, it could be one of those as well. Rolling to your left, throwing bombs to your right that no yeah. one else would attempt, <laughs> you know, laser beams. Yeah. Yeah. One upping each other. Yep. Uh, how about this one though? Speaking of quarterback injuries, Tre- Trevor Lawrence is back on the practice field, even with a, a high ankle sprain. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to be a hundred percent, but th- this is looking very much like they are going to put him out there and, and he's going to play this football game. That's the vibe I get with the eight and four Jaguars at the seven and five Browns right now. The Browns are favored by three at home. If Trevor Lawrence is himself on the field, um, uh, give me the Jags all day long. I don't know if he's going to be that, but I feel like as it gets closer, that getting three points with the Jaguars is a, is a nice little bet here sitting on Friday. Um, but if Lawrence ends up not playing, that changes completely. I don't know if the, if the Jags can hang because I don't like CJ Beathard even before his injury as well. Yeah, this yeah. is a tough one to bet on just not knowing that. I will say Flacco played quite well, and I believe that just him being an NFL quarterback and knowing how to get teams in and out of the huddle and recognize blitzes and stuff like that could go a long way for the Browns, especially with their defense. And I tend to think if Lawrence plays, it's going to be heavily, heavily taped and maybe a shot or something, and he'll just be a statuesque pocket passer, which still probably gives them a better chance to win. No Christian Kirk. I'll take the points on the road, but... I'm not touching this. I, I don't have any kind of feeling about it. This would be more of a game de- game time decision yeah. for me. I, I like the points on this one because I think it's going to be ugly, low scoring anyway. And, uh, you know, if Trevor Lawrence plays at all, I, I think that's beneficial to keep that at least close for the Jaguars. And uh, and look, so the, the Steelers and Patriots opened at like 29 and a half, right? And I think it climbed to 30 or 30 and a half points for the over. Yeah over under this one's only 32 and a half so these are two of the lowest over unders all season and i think the two lowest over unders all season long in week 14 so um it, it be in a game like that and and i ended up being right with the patriots and i didn't expect that game to go that way for the patriots but to me it's just one of those you take the points games history shows these unbelievably low lines go over i mean people overreact and we did last night how about the Panthers and the Saints? Do we have clarification on who's playing quarterback? <laughs> a, I don't really even care. If you're in December, you don't know who your quarterback is. That's not a great look for most NFL teams. We've got too many of those happening right now in week 14. And you got the 111 Panthers coming into town. Does it really matter who's playing quarterback for the Saints this week? Do you need to sit the hurt guy and get him right when you're five and seven and you're fighting for your playoff life yourself? It doesn't it, – it certainly matters Winston versus Carr in terms of playing style. I mean, they're very opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of aggressiveness. But for my pick, it doesn't matter. I'm picking against the Panthers in New Orleans building. I'm sure it's going to be loud. It's a game they have to have. I think their defense and Kamara and Alave is just more than the Panthers can handle at this point. So I'll give up the points, although I'm not thrilled with where the Saints are at overall. Yeah, uh, it's just that the Panthers are in town and you're not thrilled with where they are either. Uh, one all, thing yeah. that has changed recently for the Panthers, uh, you know, obviously they they fired their head coach and um, you know, some some big changes there for the Panthers. But rookie wide receiver Jonathan Mingo, his target share doubled last week. So, uh, you know, looking at, yeah. kind of look for an angle in your DFS leagues or your 
um, you know, your fantasy leagues and, and you're really up against it. He's a player that hasn't been fantasy worthy as a rookie, but maybe that target share is going to help him out and, and change the look of that offense a little bit in Carolina. Not that it, he's kind of, you know, rearranging deck chairs right now on the Titanic, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. You, you got to go. You got to go New Orleans. Five points. Yeah. That's not going to scare me off it in New Orleans too, which is a tough place to play. And I think the saints are going to, the, the saints have to win because there has to be a three-way tie of eight and nine teams at the end of uh, the season in the, in the NFC South. That's the way it has to go. <laughs> has to be. That's what I'm, destiny. Yeah. I love it. All right. Uh, so we did make a six pack of picks yesterday. So a couple more here to finish us off. And that is the Monday nighters. We've got the Titans at the Miami dolphins, the Miami dolphins favored by 13 over those Tennessee Titans. I'm gladly laying it. I think Miami's D is playing out of this world. I think Tennessee's in a really bad spot. Plus, no Jeffrey Simmons. I don't think they're a great team speed team anyways to deal with a Chan and Tyreek and Waddle and all those guys. I don't think this is going to be competitive at all in the second half. Yeah, this is a tough one. 13 points, I don't like. I wouldn't bet on it myself, but if you have to pick one, I'm going to give up the points because this is what the Dolphins have done all year long at home, beat up on inferior opponents and and win big. And so this is this is kind of what the MO is for the Dolphins. The Dolphins are built for this type of a of a football game. And so uh yeah, give me Miami in this one. 13 is a lot. I think a, a Mike Brable coach team could probably I mean, I think it's a smart maybe, yeah. not, but I mean this is just built for for my this, this game is built for the Miami Dolphins 2023 season with the with what their resume is right now. And then another big line on Monday Night Football with the Packers at six and six, red hot on the road at the four and eight Giants. And it was pointed out this week, and I don't, I I wish I could give credit to who it was. It was somebody on Twitter, I think, that was this just kind of pointed out how different the vibe is with the two New York teams. The Giants are like kind of happy go lucky, Tommy DeVito having fun with it right now. Ah, we're four and eight, we're bad. It was a tough season. Then we got this uh, quarterback that came out of nowhere who's sort of embracing what he is and what he's doing while the jets are just like fans are lined up on the bridge, ready to jump off and they can't <laughs> believe what's going on, you know? Um, and, and they have the same record. So it's pretty fascinating what's happening there. That said, the Packers, give me, give me all the Packers right now. Me too. I just think they're way better. Their offense is really gelling. I think love is turning into maybe a star, you know, first couple steps towards that the giants are far from that direction. Packers D's rounding into shape, but Hey, you're going to a primetime game in the big apple, a very young football team. You could stub your toe, and this could be closer than you think. But I like the Packers here. Has this been the worst season of primetime games? Oh, all the New York ever? teams. Yeah. I mean, mean, all the so networks many. counted on Rodgers and upstart Giants team. And yeah. to see so much New York. Yuck. Anyway, that is week 14. Yeah, Those are our picks. Tell us what we got right. Tell us what we got wrong at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. You can always drop a comment, say hi on YouTube as well. Make sure you are subscribed there and everywhere you get your podcasts. And check out the Locked On National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, Locked On Sports Today. It's the first ever of its kind. It's coming to a smart TV as well near you. Uh, near you. So check it out. 24-7 sports streaming, including Matt Williamson and, and myself. You got local experts, you got the national coverage as well. Locked on sports today on YouTube. Subscribe there to the first of its kind. And Matt and I back post week 14 to break it all down right here. Peacock and Williamson. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. 
Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And, because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot code SUPER24.